Welcome to Outfit, a queer fashion podcast about the relationship between the LGBTQ community and our clothing. I'm your host, Ellen Ford. Today, we explore Native American gender identity. There are lots of indigenous tribes who recognize up to five genders. Those gender identities are free to be performed through dress, social roles, and language within their unique tribal culture. Oftentimes, these people are highly esteemed in their communities. This is a culture of gender identity that is in stark contrast to how contemporary American gender identity has been constructed. Well, my name is Ryan Young. Uh, I use they, them pronouns. I'm from the Lac de Flambeau Reservation in northern Wisconsin. Ryan is two-spirit, which is a gender identity that honors both the feminine and masculine spirits in one person. I'm very empowered when I use the word two-spirit just because growing up that whole time, I thought that these identities were separate. Like being queer was one thing and being native was like another thing. Two-spirit really rebuilds that relationship, you know, because I'm never just queer in a space or just native in a space. I'm always these things at all the time and... Two-spirit comes from the Ojibwe language, which is Ryan's tribe. Not all tribes use exactly this term. For example, the Navajo people use the term Ned Lay, which means individuals who have the characteristics of the opposite sex. And the Lakota use the term Winkte, which loosely translates to a male-bodied person who adopts the clothing, work, and mannerisms that Lakota culture considers feminine. These terms are specific to these tribes, and they shouldn't be taken up by people who don't have a tribe. It's uh, translated from an Ojibwe word, uh, which means two spirits. Because two spirit is like, it's a gender identity, and it's like it's rooted in culture, and it kind of informed like the way that you were going to contribute to the community. Two spirits contribute in some of the most important ways. They are medicine men and women. They are shamans. They are artists and healers. All this natural ability and compassion and intellect is thought to become highly developed during a life of self-questioning. Their spiritual gifts are celebrated, but even though there is historical recognition, two-spirit culture wasn't automatically accepted. In fact, one of the first things that European settlers tried to stamp out was the two-spirit tradition. I'll get a lot of questions on like my hair because I started to grow my hair out. That is like probably like my biggest feminine feature. I am growing it out because I, I like that it looks feminine, but I'm like, it's also a cultural thing to have your hair long. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Your hair is your spirit, so you're supposed to like take care of it. And when like the residential schools and stuff were happening during colonization, like a lot of Native children were getting their hair cut to kind of make them conform to Western ideas of how mm-hmm. boys and girls should present themselves. Even within their own family, Ryan's little sister has a hard time conceptualizing more than two genders. My little sister, she was always just asking me, she'd be like, are you a boy or a girl? Oh. I remember as a kid, like, that was just something she was always asking. And so I'd be like, well, both or neither. Or we'd kind of flip around the answer all the time. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but then, like, even as she got older, like, she was like, well, you have to pick one. But it, this is because, like, that's the stuff that people are getting taught in school. And, right. Like, these concepts of the binary. And so, like, I... I was like, well, no, it's like, you can do whatever you want. And like, even in the pictures where I do wear lipstick and stuff, my niece will be like, you can't do that. And then I'm like, well, you can't because I, I, I am. You just did. Like, <laughs> I did. Yeah, like I'm doing it. Ryan was born in Japan. Their parents met while stationed there in the Navy. Then Ryan lived on their reservation, Lac du Flambeau, for several years. Ryan's mother is native and their father is non-native. 
Ryan told me about the time their grandmother first noticed that they were two-spirit. My grandma just was always really respectful about it. And like her and quite a few other folks, like when my mom talked to people and let them know, they were like, well, we knew you could tell by like their energy and stuff. And so like even my grandma would kind of talk about how there was like either things that I did like as a little kid or stuff that showed her that she knew that there was something different about me. So mm-hmm. my grandpa had like a little bit of an issue with it. Mm-hmm. And then she was just like, well, either you're going to treat Ryan the way that we've always been treating him or I'm not going to cook your food anymore. And <laughs> like this. <laughs> so then he got on the page pretty quickly yeah. after that. <laughs> Can you remember any of those things that you would do when you were little that maybe your family recognized and that stood out? My cousin had told me this story where her her mom always wore lipstick. Like there's not a lot of people that really wear makeup in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but her mom would like wear lipstick and then like when I was a little kid and she would come and like kiss me, I loved the the lipstick on my lips. <laughs> like the <laughs> color. Just was always trying to do things like that or um I think I was in second or third grade and I went and drag for Halloween and so like my mom helped me like do my eyebrows and Aww. put my all, my costume together and so we went to Goodwill and she kind of picked out some fabrics and stuff and she actually uh, sewed my outfit together. Your mom helped. sewed your yeah. dress together. Yeah. I love that. So yeah so there's like to- there's like pictures of me like with her doing my makeup and it was a really cool experience. I, I think I was nervous about wearing it. I think it's like secretly I just really wanted to. And yeah, Ryan is a visual artist. They will earn a BFA in photography and printmaking this year. A hallmark of their work is using contemporary phrases on top of photos. Ryan's latest project is a screen printed T-shirt with a black and white portrait of Christopher Columbus, and across his eyes, a banner of text reads "Trust no bitch." Like I did one piece where uh, my friend Orion has uh, this text projected on him. Yeah. And it says, my gender is indigenous. Just, you know, like creating statements that, that always bring in both the different ways that I identify, like bringing that together. And Ryan's identity is definitely expressed confidently in their art, but even once you know who you are, it can still be really challenging to have your clothes reflect that, especially when gender neutral clothing isn't really readily available yet. My relationship with that up until coming out was like very intense so I didn't really get more expressive I think until after coming out Mm -hmm. I definitely jumped to my fem feminine side quickly (laughs) um (laughs) I started to wear makeup and kind of just looking for more clothes that are kind of neutral because I don't really like to wear like dress up clothes because I think they're very they're still kind of very gendered You know, I have to be honest, when I was researching it, I thought, wow, you know, like what a what a reprieve from American modern society today, which is so rampant in homophobia and transphobia that Mm -hmm. these indigenous cultures are so accepting to different gender identities. But really, there's still so much um, fear, you know, in coming out. It's not this like comfort or safeness. It's it's mm-hmm. still such a, a journey and a challenge. I think a lot of my experiences or explorations of my expression and stuff was always like behind a locked door. The use of like homophobic slurs like as everyday conversation is like was basically like what my high school was. 
I was very like a very quiet, introverted person that just wanted to keep their head down and get <laughs> get out. So like, yeah, I think that there was a lot of ways that I was trying to make sure that I was like dressing in the right way or you know because I had like a really like a higher voice too I could just literally like say one word to someone and then they're gonna be like oh you're gay so like people would joke about like my voice being girly and Mm. stuff and like I miss that I miss that voice (laughs) (laughs) but like so you didn't want your clothes to read any certain specific way because you felt like your voice is already doing something and this and that and you're just trying to blend in yeah yeah Ryan and I both get asked a lot if we're a boy or a girl. And unfortunately, in my experience, it means the person you're interacting with is trying to determine how to treat you. You don't need to know someone's biological sex to treat them with dignity and respect. I think it's pretty awesome that in indigenous culture, gender was not the most important piece of information being exchanged through clothing. And that people's gifts were celebrated and individuals were free to contribute in the way that felt most authentic. My personal gender identity is best described as, I don't know, golden retriever. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing to Outfit. This podcast was written, produced, and hosted by me, Ellen Ford. Guidance and mentorship was provided by Willis Seidenberg, Laura Castaneda, Tina Hattanen-Jones, and Sasha Annawalt. Technical support was provided by Victor Figueroa and Sebastian Gruba. Original artwork was done by Cherilyn Jack Juris, and this podcast was produced at the University of Southern California Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism in Los Angeles, California. <laughs>